YouTube channel, you would currently see a script scrolling across your screen. And in the words of George Lopez, it's really hard to read a moving script. But don't worry, because in Star Wars and in this podcast, there is no video, and Perry and I are just going to read it to you. But there is one small thing wrong. The script is not yet written. But by the end of this podcast, we will have created the newest installment in the Star Wars universe, and you'll hear it all on the other side of the intro. How are you doing on this fine late Wednesday evening? Um, I would say six point nine out of ten. Okay, you just had some chili. That yeah, that definitely boosted me at least point three. Okay, are you sipping on anything? I got a McDonald's Coke. You know, right? I'm at an eight point okay. three. I forgot. <laughs> that McDonald's Coke. Wes, I'm sipping on a um a here. I'll show you on this in the video here. A um, fresh, sparkling fresh pumpkin spice apple cider from Aldi. It's Nature's okay. Nectar, which is the Aldi brand of juices uh, and other drinks. And I bought it as kind of a, like a, oh, this is weird at Aldi, but I want to try it. And they're actually pretty good. I love it. Very festive. That is about as far uh, as I go. Into this can season. I give a can I give a shout out to Riverside FM real quick? Sure. Even though they don't sponsor us, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever need to record audio virtually, you should do it because it does a countdown for you, <laughs> and I just find that to be one of the most enthralling things for no reason. You know those yes. little things in life that satisfy you, and your life would just fall apart without them. That mm. is the Riverside countdown for yeah. me. Yeah. I, I we are using Riverside FM and uh, I have asked them uh, if they would like give us a free subscription if we uh, if we like had a partnership with them. I'm pretty sure they have probably a lot of podcasts who who offer that because this is legitimately a podcast recording tool. Uh, and so they declined. Perry, I heard a really funny joke. So it might not it might be PG thirteen. Is that okay? I think so. I mean, I can always edit. So, so this girl, this young lady is in a bar, okay? And she's... Mm-hmm. This respectable she's kinda, young lady. She, yeah. Uh, yes. She is definitely <laughs> looking out for her future. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, and she's on the prowl. She's on the prowl for an older man that might have significant funds. Uh-huh. And one might refer to that as a sugar daddy. Yep. Okay. And so she she meets a guy at the bar, and they start talking it up, and they hit it off, and he offers to buy her her drink, and she's she's a very honest woman, so she she straight up says, like, if you want, like, you could be my sugar daddy, and he goes, oh, I'm not rich, and she goes, okay, a Splenda daddy, <laughs> and that's my joke. That. I think I was expecting a lot better of a joke, Wes, because it's not often that you just pause the show for a joke. So I was thinking it would be really good, but yeah, it, it was like, it was definitely worse 
than a 6.9 out of 10. So you are currently doing better than your joke is. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yep. Um, well, that's exciting news, though. Uh, two exciting news is, one, some floors are coming tomorrow to start reflooring our living room. So that's it's great. time. Uh, two, we're leaving Friday to go to Colorado um, for a, like a the retreat. The Union. And we're going to spend a few days with good buddies David Fox, who was actually on the episode that we talked about Star Wars first, episode 16. Uh, and Ben Walters, good guys. Uh, and Noah Smith, I will also see, who has been on multiple oh, Marvel-centered what a ni- what a nice episodes. Man. Yes, great man, that guy. Um, so that'll be fun. And then the last exciting news, Wes, Taylor Swift released a new album. Oh, it's so good. And Wes, uh, my wife, who has never before been on the pod, um, says that she wants to come on the pod only if she, if you guys are talking T-Swift. Well, Perry, here is something awesome. Uh-huh. First of all, let's just hype up Taylor Swift real quick. Perry, the Midnight's album is already the highest-selling album of 2022. Oh, my goodness. She has the world is on a not... string, Wes. And it's, and it's awesome. <laughs> I could go on and on about her like marketing tactics and how yeah. how much fun she has with the fans and how much better that makes her <laughs> career. But um, Brooke was telling so, me today, she's like, you don't even know the Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Perry, I don't even know all the Easter eggs because there's so many. And some of them mean nothing, which is the yeah. best part. Taylor Swift will bait you with Easter eggs that mean nothing. And oh, it's just awesome. Anyway, um. So, this is Taylor's 10th studio album, Perry, not including uh, the re-recordings. Sure. If you include the re-recordings, there's 12. You know what that means? Uh, that she's made a lot of content. It means we could rank the top 10 Taylor Swift albums. Ah, uh, you and her. Or we, could do, or we could do something much more difficult, which would be the top 10 Taylor Swift songs. <sighs> Oh gosh, that would I mean, be that would be cool. And if you allowed me to do it with you, then you guys would probably scream at me because I am so not a Taylor Swift. Like it's not like I don't like Taylor Swift. Like I totally respect her work, but like you guys are like legit fans, and I'm just like a guy who Perry, listens feels, to other music. This feels like to me, uh, this feels like the flip side of when we did the create your own day in disney world uh-huh okay except so except let you guys I'm have the perry fun now i'm yeah. perry now and you're now wes okay and you're now you now have to do your homework and, <laughs> and think about and you'd have to i think you could do it perry and i honestly do think you would probably find 15 songs that you'd be willing to put in your top 10 okay well we can we can uh i'm sure the the bantermites would love First of all, they'd love probably a revealing of of my wife on the pod for the first time, uh, and so we can make that happen. And that is pretty much the only. There's only two things that Brooke said she would get on the pod for. It's talking about Taylor Swift's with you, or uh, a a family feud style um, guys oh, versus so girls fun. on of, of my siblings. So that's right. That's with the West playing idea, Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. 
Perry, uh, every week after Sunday Night Football, um, Family Feud comes on on our regular network television, and mm-hmm. me and Tanner and my and our other roommate Kyle, we stay up and we play it. With nice, nice. Uh, last little thing before we jump right into our Star Wars movie. Um, if you guys listen to us talk about sports, which we do talk about on here, regardless of if you want us to, um, Sam. Eilinger, or Ellinger, Sam Ellinger, will be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan benched, and I'm actually about it. Some people have been like, what? That's a terrible idea. How do the Colts think they're going to win? Look, here's my here's my explanation real quick. Um, at this point, like, the way, first of all, the way the Colts are playing, who cares about, like, we're not thinking about, like, winning the Super Bowl right now. The way the Colts are playing, like, Last week, the Colts played, I think, about as peak as they can play under Matt Ryan. Maybe they could get a little better in defense. Last week, they rushed, or I'm talking about the Jags game, mm-hmm. and uh, and they still barely beat the Jags, okay? Right. And then this week, they just laid a goose egg against the Titans. A really big game, really important game. Their defense played so well again, and Matt Ryan just literally could do nothing. It's just, there's no, he just... Every single passing pass play, the he's not pushing the ball more than six yards down the field. It's incredible and it's painful to watch. So, I've been calling for this for a few weeks now. Put in the young gun, the guy that's mobile that can move around the pocket, get outside the pocket, and maybe just get him get him in space. Throw some downfield passes. I mean, you look at all these guys that are doing that in the NFL. Patty Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the best the. The guys who are really dominating at quarterback are mobile guys. They can get outside the pocket, they can evade, and they can run if they need to. Yeah, so I'm excited. They're, they're not necessarily running backs like Lamar Jackson. They're, right, that's, uh, they're quarterbacks with cannons for arms and decently uh, sized squads. So is Sam Ellinger a good like like a upgrade? No, probably not. Probably not an upgrade. But right now our offensive line is not going to get any better, and so we need a guy that can evade and can push the ball downfield because right now everybody is just stacking the box because they don't respect the ability to beat them downfield. That's hurting our running attack, and uh, yeah, it's just been rough. Um, but that's all I have to say about that. There's your minute and a half of Perry talking football for the week. And yeah, we needed that. By the time you hear this, he'll have already played his first game, and we'll see how it goes. We're playing the Commanders, who are starting Taylor Heineke, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't really think I agree with the with the commies giving Taylor Heineke the shaft at the beginning of the year for Carson Wentz in the first place. Mm. Well. I'm just going to say it. We all know how good Carson Wentz ends up on every team he comes to. So, anyway, moving on to some Star Wars Wes, we uh last week we really went to town on this uh the script, this movie that we're creating and we gave it a bunch of title possibilities. And uh Wes, we asked the Instagram for some suggestions uh of what the title could be. Mm-hmm. And just we're gonna include two of those in in our ten possible movie titles that we're gonna randomly select from, and the two that we liked most were from the same person, right? Yes, Mink Floyd seventeen on Instagram. You're an absolute genius. Yeah, and Perry, she gave us three. Yeah, 
do you do you want me to just pick two or should we read yeah, the yeah, three pick, and pick, choose from the three? Pick your favorite two. You can read all three if okay. you want. Um Well the three that she gave us were The Droid Rebellion, Power of the Padawan, and the First Renegade. And I think I want to choose the first Renegade. Okay. And the Droid Rebellion. Okay, and that's not to say that she's the only one that that gave us answers because we no, definitely we, had another. We had some like, other good ones. We, we had some other good ones, but good man, ones. she just really knocked it out of the park. All right, and so you know the first Renegade and the Droid Rebellion. I swapped the adjectives there. Um, man, that is that is scary. If the droids all just rebelled against their masters, they kind of do, I guess. At some point. Anyway, all right, Wes, do you have the uh do you have a random random number I can generator up? Because we're gonna we're gonna need that a lot. Alright, Wes, are we ready to go? I think so. Okay. Let's figure out what the title of our movie is. We're gonna need a all number right. between one and ten. Here are the options real quick before Wes spins it. The options from that we decided after last week, uh, The Unknown Secrets, The Veil of Shadows, those are one and two. Three would be A Crumbled Alliance. Four is War of the Wookiees. Five, A Galaxy in Terror. Six, The Newest Hope. I kind of hope it's not that one. Uh, yep. Seven, Me A too. Guiding Force. Eight, The Peace of the Master. Nine, The First Renegade. Ten, the Droid Rebellion, and those last two from Mink Floyd on the Insta. All right, Wes, what's the title? All right, here we go. Our title is our title is number five, Perry. A, a Galaxy in Terror. It's a dark. It's gonna be a dark movie. Okay, Star Wars Episode Ten. Okay, Perry, not gonna lie. A galaxy. Actually, we don't know if it's Episode Ten because we don't know what era it is. I was really. Hoping for either the Veil of the Shadows or the Peace of the Master. Those are both or good. Or the First Renegade. Yeah, those are all good. But this is what we ended up with. Look, we're being, if we're being honest, we're not necessarily. I mean, we're building, we're building the next great Star Wars movie. But when we say great, we really mean it's going to be so Star Wars. And it's going to be. But better than the sequels. And sometimes something that's so Star Wars just means it's pretty cliche like all the other Star Wars. But people pay for it anyway. Yeah. And so I feel like a galaxy in terror, I mean, it uses, it's like, these are kind of Star Wars-y words. Like, galaxy, they use it all the time. Terror, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you could see it. You could see the galaxy being in terror. It just, there's another Death Star. There you go. That's our, there's our plot, maybe. Uh, we'll find out. Anyway, what's our I primary mean, location? Perry, just just to get this out there, in reality, yeah. the um, the rebels were just terrorists. <laughs> that's that's the empire just wanted peace. <laughs> okay, all right, Perry. So our primary location. So this is going to be where the majority of our plot takes place. Yeah, it may not be where the movie starts, but it's going to be where a lot of it, yeah, is going down. A lot of important things happen. So Perry, our mm-hmm. options are. Coruscant, which if you're not familiar, is the city-like planet that most of the prequels take place in. Um, Scarif, which, if we're correct, is where Rogue One happens, right? 
Yeah, let me double check. I think that's where everybody dies on Rogue One. Scarif, a tropical planet in the Abrion sector. Yeah, this does look like... The blast did not destroy Scarif itself, but dissipated its planetary shield and Orville Citadel Tower, as well as everyone in the vicinity. Uh, yeah, I mean, Scarif, that's the one. The one from Rogue One. There was a big battle there that is where they got the they got the Death Star plans and everything kind of came after that. Anyway. Right. Another option is the classic Tatooine, where the sand yep. can get everywhere, and mm-hmm. Kashyyyk, which is where the Wookiees are from. Yes. Yes. All right, Perry. And our primary location. Gosh dang it. Hang on. Primary location is... One, Coruscant. Coruscant. All right. So Coruscant's really like the capital of everything. So, I mean, it really leaves us open. Because isn't yeah. that where the Jedi were? That's where they had a big issue with uh, the uh, Empire kind of forming underneath them. Um, all right, let's find our secondary location, which likely is either going to be where the movie starts or also you know, like an and or where the like second act, you know, there's going to be some kind of side mission some that has to of, happen. Yeah. yeah, some kind of and some kind of key plot point. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So pair of options for that are. Uh, is it Chalacta or Cal or Calacta? Uh, we'll go with Chalacta. Chalacta, um, which I don't actually remember what that is. Raxus. These are all is... planets that are kind of irrelevant. Yeah, Raxus is a series of planets kind of in the outer rim, I think. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Uh, Najeta and Yadu. And Yadu is in some major Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, I think all of these are in something. Maybe a comic or a Clone Wars or something like that. They're all canon, at least. Yep, for sure. All right, Perry. And our secondary location is number four, Iadu. Okay, going to Iadu. Great, great. All right, and now, really exciting stuff. Uh, We're going to find our two main characters here. Uh, One's going to be the the main protagonist. One's going to be the main antagonist. Uh, They're both, well, I guess, so the way we have it is... They could all be Jedi, or I guess if we, uh, for the antagonist, we could decide that they're not if we wanted to af- afterwards. But anyway, we'll just uh, yeah. see what we get. Our our options are number one is Ian De De Dequoia. Uh, I, I, I think it's I think it's Dakawaiga. Dakawaiga. That was the one where Wes just like it's... put his finger on his keyboard and like saw figured out what he got after that. Um, and then we've got Bojank, Firebreath, Harcarius, Talon, Nantira, Waboni. Uh, number five is Jimenaeus, Bing Bing. Six is Rintarion, Daily, the the I rock humanoid. One. I love that one so much. We've got number seven, Finale, Furbigan. Eight is Thaddeus, Krondak. Uh, I love that one too. That's another good one. Nine is Bligablek Jinx, the Gungan. And ten is Dan Smith, BYU. Uh, let's see Great. what we get. <laughs> I'd love Dan Smith to be the bad guy. All right, let's see the what our main protagonist. <laughs> you, I don't think you can say that, Barry. <laughs> What'd you say this is, Barry? Our protagonist, main protagonist. Our protagonist is. Sorry, I had to reset from four to ten. 
and my keyboard did not want to work with me. Our protagonist is number three, Harcarius Talon. Harcarius Talon. Okay. Oh, there's a bug on my screen. One second. Harcarius Talon. So he's a bird-like species, but he's also a Jedi Master. So that's interesting. Very interesting. All right, that's our good guy. And who's our bad guy, Wes? Um, are we pulling from the same list? Yes. Or do we have another list? Same list. Okay. <clears throat> our bad guy, Perry, is... Number eight. Uh, oh, I thought Grande. it was Bligablack for a second, but it is Thaddeus. It is a teenager. A rich Alderanian force sensitive teenager, Thaddeus Grondak. Oh man, Perry, I can already feel I can already feel the turmoil. Yeah. Because Harcarius Talon is a bird like species and a Jedi Master. And Thaddeus Grondak is just a rich teenager and oh uh, man, the teenagers I'm sensing some angsty teen stuff, Perry. Uh, we're gonna have some angst. That's, that's never happened before in Star Wars. Wow, we're already making just great moves. Uh, uh, Perry, would you like to would you like to introduce our droid sidekick before yes. we move on? Yes, Jenna three PO will be our droid <laughs> sidekick. We already decided that one previously. Do you consider Jenna three PO to be a more female esque C three PO? Yeah, I think she's sassy. She's kind of like K two S O. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Last thing we're gonna do before we start a little plot development um, is, well, I guess we're gonna. There's a couple more random things we'll have to do in our plot development. But in our set, in, our setup, our phase one, I should say, we need to figure out what era we're doing this in. I know. Theoretically, it's got to be early on, because if he's a rich Alderanian teen and Alderaan is blown up. Uh, that kind of sets us in an interesting position, but we'll just see what what we get. I mean, if Alderaan is blown up, that could just that might just be a plot device for us, Perry. Yeah, maybe his family is. Maybe we could always write in that his parents are Alderaanian or something, and then they he's yeah. he they moved or something. Perry, would you like to um, read off our era options? Yes, as I take a sip of my my sparkling fresh pumpkin spice apple cider from Aldi. Uh, not sponsored. Pre episode one is the first era. Uh, second era is Clone Wars era. Third era is the post-Clone Wars era, which would be a little bit after episode three ends. And there's that Clone Wars there, and then it's definitely before, like, Rogue One. Um, or wait, no, Clone Wars en- No, Clone Wars ends before episode three, doesn't it? Yeah. Clone. No, episode three ends the Clone Wars. Oh, oh okay. That's right, that's right. And then the Imperial Era is our fourth, and then fifth is post-Empire, pre-First Order. Sixth is the First Order Era, and then seven is post-Palpatine, question mark. I put the question mark because is it really post-Palpatine? <laughs> is it? Is it ever? Is he really dead? He's never dead. Legends never die, Perry. Uh-huh. The Goonies right. never say so die. our options are... Our options are one through seven. Come on. Hang on. There we go. Uh, number four, Perry. Okay. We're in the Imperial Era. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So this is so post episode three. So this works kind of perfectly, right? I guess. 
because yeah, it'd be, it has been blown up. Well, maybe, maybe it has. It doesn't have to be. No. No, it doesn't have to be. When does Alderaan get blown up? Episode three, right? No, the beginning of episode four. Perry, have you even watched Star Wars? <laughs> yes, I've watched them all at least three times, probably. <sighs> I swear. But except for Clone Wars, I haven't watched Clone Wars, sorry. Uh, okay, so that's what we've got. That is and what Clone Wars we've is got. Arguably the best part of Star Wars. But... A lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. Okay. Those pe- a lot of those people would be right. Let's start our phase two, our plot development session. Let's figure out um, what is the motivation here for our main character to get involved in this little skirmish, whatever the skirmish we have. Um, Here, let's write in. So we're in the Imperial era, right? So let's set up. um, So our main character is Harkarius Talon. Yeah. Who is a Jedi master. So if we're in the Imperial era, Perry, that means he has to have either escaped Order 66 or Order 66 is current. Well, no. He has he has to have escaped Order 66. Yeah. Uh, yes. So Palpatine still is like the main puppet master of this, isn't he? Okay. So, so yeah, just our general statement here is that it's a dark time in the galaxy as we we know because that's uh the title is a galaxy in terror um and yeah emperor palpatine and the sith have taken over and executed nearly every last jedi during order 66 we already know this we know this um what we don't know is that a jedi master uh, that is a bird-like species. We don't know where he's from, necessarily. But we can say Harkarius Talon. Or also Jedi Master Harkarius Talon. Disquarius Green Jr. Uh, he manages... He managed to escape. Now, here's an interesting thing that we could really be cliche. He managed to escape with his Alderanian teen force sensitive padawan but that padawan then decided to join the sith well let's <laughs> slow down perry let's not, let's not just make it that fast mm. that's true we got to find the motivation exactly okay he managed t- to escape the order actually perry you know what I think would be great? What would be great? If um if Mr. Mr. Krondak was possibly left behind by his Jedi master <gasps> during Order 66. Ooh, man. And I mean, the Alder- he's lost his parents, we can probably say at this point, right? Oh, no, no. Not, no. That's not that's not true. It's not blown up. It's not blown up, not yet. Uh, I got to get that through my head. Perry! His parents could still be alive. Well, Perry, it doesn't matter if they are or not, because what happens to a Jedi when... Well, no, no, I was thinking thinking that the teen could be... could could have gone bad because, because, like, the Sith, like, abducted him as a kid or something. Perry, what what happens... what happens to a Jedi's parents when he becomes a Jedi? Or she, or they. Uh, they have to leave, right? 
they leave them and they don't talk to them ever again. The fact oh, that yeah. Anakin went back is quite the anomaly. Uh. So, yeah. Their planet is still intact and his parents are likely alive, but they have no contact. Gotcha. Okay. They're but I think die. they're all going to die. <laughs> that's the point of Star Wars. Everyone dies. Yeah, that's true, except for Palpatine. Um, okay, keeping, we got Keeping up with the Skywalkers. <laughs> I think, Perry, Harkarius Talon here manages to escape at the cost of leaving his Padawan behind. Oh, that's good. Okay. But then we're going to, and then the motivation is going to be why he gets back involved in this mission. Okay. Yeah. So we need to, so I think the, I think what I'm envisioning here, Perry is opening scene. We've got this bird guy, Harkarius and this Alderanian teen, um, fighting off some clones and Harkar like, um, the clones manage to corner the kid and Harkarius sees an opportunity to escape and he takes it. All right. And so wait, is the kid like abducted into the Sith? Into the well, Empire? Well, let's think about it for a second. Let's that would make sense because he's going to become an antagonist. Do you want him to be abducted or, or do you want him to fight his way through the clones and have his heart turn to the dark side out of spite? Yeah, no, that works good. That works good. He's he is he is furious, but he's fighting, but then you know Palpatine or whoever you want it to be can just like yeah kind of twist his heart to realize that his rage is really against master harkarius mm-hmm. master talon okay so what i wrote here is that um yeah uh it's a dark time in the galaxy Emperor Palpatine and the Sith have taken over and executed nearly every last Jedi during Order 66. Jedi Master Harkarius Talon manages to escape the Order, but had to leave his Padawan behind. His Padawan Thaddeus Krondak, the son of a very noble family from Alderaan, manages to fight off a huge number of clones, but Palpatine manipulates him to turn his rage against Master Talon and the Jedi for leaving him behind, and he joins the Sith. How does Palpatine manipulate him, Perry? Where's Palpatine at? Uh, well, he's probably on. Um, that's, that's how did this all work out so perfectly? He's he's on Coruscant, right? Oh, that's right. We're on Coruscant. I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, so really, really, Perry, what should be happening is so he escapes off they, of Coruscant. They should, have been, right? they should have been either in the temple or in uh, the Senate building where Palpatine yep. would be. Yep. Um. So maybe, maybe Perry, what we say is um, they were in the Senate building and they were fighting off some clones and they get cornered and Harkarius finds an opportunity to dip, get on a speeder, get on a ship, whatever, and get out, leaves his Padawan behind. In his rage, uh, Thaddeus basically cuts through all of these clones and Palpatine comes strolling up the hallway and it's like oh sweet child how the mighty have fallen and how the true character of the jedi is shown mm. and then he takes him under his wing and perry this actually works because do you know what happened to some jedi after order 66 they turned to the dark side and became inquisitors that hunt down jedi oh so we could have just created a new a new inquisitor 
Yeah, like uh, Third Sister. Yes. Who, not gonna lie, I wanted to I I wanted to hate her, and I also wanted to like her. I'd say I mostly wanted to hate her, but then at the end, they're like they wanted they tried so hard to make me want to like her, but I hated her for so long in the series that it was kind of too late. Okay, um, great, great. Wrote that down. So, Yadu is a, a planet, a storm-stricken planet in the Outer Rim territories. It, it, um, it's where it's the one where uh, where Galen Erso and the team of scientists attempted to unlock the secrets of the Kyber Crystal. It's the the one in uh, in Rogue One that they go to, um, and there's that fight scene pretty early on. Cassian and the gang. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one. Still fits the timeline pretty well. Okay, let's figure out what his motivation is here for for getting involved in this mission is. Someone's someone important to Master Talon dies. It could be a friend, mentor, parent, love interest. We don't know. We're going to decide. Oh, yawn. Um, but okay. they are either slaughtered by the antagonist, work-related accident, incurable illness inadvertent death caused by the protagonist or wrongly put to death they're gonna die guys sorry that's really the only motivation that happens in star wars yeah but force ghost (laughs) all right perry are you ready Uh uh-huh the random number generator says number three incurable illness oh so this is interesting so they're not they don't necessarily have to be dead right now so maybe this this mentor friend parent love interest that has an incurable illness gets to talk to him one last time, Master Harkaris Talon, oh. and, and tell him to to keep on. Yeah, Perry. What do we do? We want it to do. We should we randomly choose mentor friend parent love interest or what? Let's let's really just decide. What do we want? What do we want? I mean, I don't know. I feel like his mentor would probably be dead because of Order 66, mm-hmm. statistically speaking. So that would not be the, the incurable illness. Um, could be, a, uh, most likely does not have contact with, the, with his parents anymore anyway. So it could be, if he decided to leave the Jedi Order, he could have a love interest, or we could just go with a close friend that he makes on the planet he escaped to. I mean, let's, we can make it a love interest. Okay, love interest. Should she also be a bird? Yeah. And here's something else, Wes. Yeah. I I typed in um, bird-like species from Star Wars, and what came up is the Fosh. Have you heard of the Fosh? I have not. The Fosh were a sentient avian species from an unknown world, possibly hailing from the corporate sector. Sentient. That's interesting. Yeah. They they only spoke on matters of great importance. But here's the thing. There is a Fosh Jedi listed here. The Jedi Knight Vergier. Vergier. Is that right? How do you spell Fosh, Perry? F-O-S-H. 
So, Vergier was a fosh female Jedi Knight turned Sith in the waning years of the Galactic Republic. She was... Oh, could this be the love interest? Question mark? Oh! She was a former Padawan of Jedi Master Thrakia Cholim and disappeared, finding uh, words that I don't know and secretly living with them. During the time... She reappeared and tortured Jason Solo. I don't know who that is. Oh, who turned into Darth Sadus. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Hang on. When was she alive? When was I she don't alive? Think, I don't think this timeline works. Probably not. Uh, she was hunted by the no. New Republic and hid herself. Yeah. Okay. So she was probably alive way long before, right? Yeah. What was 33 her name? 33 BBY. Her I name was Ver- Vergier, V-E-R-G-E-R-E. Yeah. Ber- Vergieri, maybe? She looks kind of scary. I love it. Uh-huh. So this chick is probably not alive at the same time. No. But we know that it's possible for the Fosh to be Jedi, which is sick. And super helpful for our plot. Indeed. Okay. I wish I understood the um, <clears throat> the timelines and what all the things meant. The BBY um, and whatnot. Hang on, Perry. It says yeah. in 33 BBY, Vergier or Vergeri, however we're going to say it, was part of a Jedi task force sent to Asmeru by Supreme Chancellor Finnis Valorum. That is the old white guy we see in episodes one and two. Oh. So. Hmm. Um. That led her, and she was led to Darth Sidious at some point between 32 and 29. Became a student of the Sith Lord. Attempted to kill. Oh. According to someone, Vergeri. Subsequently attempted to kill Sidious when she discovered the extent of his megalomania. I don't know what that word means. But a murder attempt was failed, forcing her to flee from his assassins, accepting a mission from the Jedi Council to some place where she was captured by someone. It is noteworthy that scholars of the new Jedi Order independently also concluded that Vergeri had been a Sith agent and failed apprentice to Palpatine. Oh, so then she could be in this timeline. She could be in the time. Let's make sure she's She could not be dead. a master more like. Or a childhood sweetheart, maybe. Oh, I think I like that better. Okay. I like childhood sweetheart better. Over the next 50 years, she lived with these people that captured her. I don't know, Perry. Uh... I don't want to, I mean, I know there's no point in being, in like messing, and worrying about messing up the canon because none of this is real. Yeah. But my brain kind of hurts. <laughs> okay. So what do we want to do? Just not make it, just keep, keep going with brand new stuff? <clears throat> or because we can't say that Vergeri has an incurable illness unless we change what we're reading, basically. Right. 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 
So let's just say, let's just not do that. Uh, what about, can... what if we give her a sister? <laughs> and that's the love interest. Okay. Virginie. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> no, that sounds like that sounds like virgin. I want that. Yeah. Uh, how about just okay? Never mind. Just another bird species person. Okay. And her name can be. Um. Her name can be. Kalinda, C-O-L-I-N-D-A, Kalinda, what's your last name be, Perry? What's something Star Wars-y? Oh, well, it's got to be similar to Harkarius Talon. Well, you know a Talon is a thing on a bird. Right, so... Uh, Kalinda. Kalinda wing. Kalinda wingspan. Wing feather. Kalinda, huh? Wing feather. What about like wing feather saga, which is about to come out in December. Sure, Kalinda wing feather. That works. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, okay. So, so we'll say. Um. Helen seeks out his old flame. <laughs> his well, old Perry, flame, Kaling, Kalinda Wingfeather. Should she be an old flame? Wouldn't that be kind of obvious if he went home from Order 66? Uh-huh. Oh. So uh, is there going to be I some think, time that should, passes? I think she should be a new flame. Huh. I think huh. he should have. He's fled to Iadu okay. and he's just happened to meet someone of his same species. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Um. So here, here we gonna we're gonna have a uh, a rising action crossroads. Um. This. Is going to really get things going. This is going to make him realize I have to get involved. Um, yes. So, so, yeah. Let's figure it out. So, what we have here is a, we have a pitch to join the antagonist as a possibility. Um, so, maybe that would be Crondack uh, uh, finding him. And trying to get him to join the team, uh, or, or the bad guys. Or it I could say be that, the. It, it could also be him saying the only way to save her is with the powers from the dark side, just like Palpatine did Anakin. That would. Oh, be that's super that's true. Yep, that would be a cliche. And then two, we have frustration with mentor figure. Um, we would still have to kind of create mentor figure if we get that one. Yep. Three would be disagreeing with the Jedi Order. Honestly, frustration with mentor figure could be frustration with the mentor figure, uh, Vergier, that joined the Sith, possibly. Um, oh, yeah, we could totally pin that on her. For 
antagonist seems unstoppable. Protagonist would rather remain uninvolved, uh, but, you know, kind of forced into it. And then five, can't return home or else captured. I guess I'd like to think of this one as like, like he, now, he, you know, he can't even hang out. He can't even hide where he's been hiding. Uh, he's going to be captured. So right. he might as yeah, well. Yeah, I think regardless of what we get get right here, I think we're going to have to include some kind of conquest by Thaddeus. Yeah. Uh, yes, to like beef up like what he's been doing. Yeah. Like make yeah. him seem like he needs to be stopped. All right. Perry, random number generator says... Number five. Okay. Uh, Can't return home or else captured. The most vague. Oh, Perry. I've got it. Okay, you've got it. You've got your typing hands ready? No, you're going to do it. Okay. So can't return home or else captured, right? Right. Can't return home or else captured. You know where home's going to be, Perry? Where? Home... Canon says it's an unknown world. <laughs> well, they're on Iadu. Home yeah. is simply the place he lives okay. with Kalinda Wingfeather. Right. And she's got the incurable illness, and he can't go home to her right. or else he's going to get captured. Because Thaddeus Krondak is on a conquest as an Inquisitor, mm-hmm. slaying Jedi in the path, and he is on the trail of his old master. Yes. Okay. How many Inquisitors are there, Perry? Should we... Should we refer to him as the blank brother? There's 12. So should he... Oh, lucky number 13, Perry. Well, uh, you know that's Taylor Swift's favorite number. That's what Brooke said this morning. Can we refer to him as the 13th brother? Actually, that wouldn't be right. That's not how that works, is it? Is it not? Would that be too too much taking too much liberty there we'll just call him an inquisitor it's fine okay so i wrote during the two years in hiding do it during two years in hiding with Wingfeather, feather has been on a conquest to find his old master that abandoned uh that abandoned him back on coruscant uh he is now an inquisitor and has eliminated many eliminated many on his journey many jedi on his journey to locating master talon Word gets out that he knows Talon is hiding on Yadu, so Talon must leave or else both he and Wingfeather, who is still struggling with her illness that will likely be taking her life in the coming months, would be in grave danger. So, Talon leaves and says goodbye for likely the last time that he will see Feather. Or, Perry, hang on. Or, do we let him say goodbye? Or... Do we make abandoning his loved ones a pattern? Perry, okay, hear me out. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. So, something's got to happen. So let's say he's away from home. Okay, he's away from home. That could be as much as going into town to get some groceries or to repair a speeder or something. Okay? And... That's when he sees Thaddeus in the distance or something like that, okay? And he knows that he can't go home or else he'll be captured or killed. So he leaves and abandons Kalinda Wingfeather. And then we can use the plot point of can't return home or else captured 
as like a motivation of him saying i'm not abandoning someone else and then he returns home only to have to confront that okay you're gonna have to write all that down (laughs) that was a lot not sure how i followed but it's good i'm sure read that and tell me what you think or do you want me to read it to you i'll just read it to you yeah sure so what you have um before that word gets out that um Thaddeus knows that Talon's on Yadu, so Talon must leave or else both he and Wingfeather are still struggling with their illness. Would likely be taking her life in a month would be in grave danger. As Talon is in his local town gathering remedies for his love, he feels a disturbance in the force and the sound of Imperial ships overhead. He recognizes this disturbance as only one thing, the presence of his former Padawan. Filled with fear for himself and for his dear Kalinda, he knows that if he goes back to their home, escape will be all but impossible. To provide safety for them both, he leaves town and attempts to devise a plan to escape the planet. He is then hit with enormous regret as he feels the pain of yet again abandoning the closest being in his life. I like it. I do too. Yeah. Man, I'm good. You're great. Perry, you know what we haven't done anything of yet? Uh, Fighting? We haven't really done any any terror in the galaxy. That's fair, yeah. We should probably do that soon. Well, I guess a galaxy in terror could just be the overarching idea of Imperial Conquest after Order 66. You know? Yeah. Or, or, hear me out, we could now lead into um a chase scene across the galaxy (laughs) constant fleeing no i don't like that just kidding perry i'm envisioning tell me what you think of this wait so do i need to do we need to erase the that first paragraph do they do those conflict or are those um i think we can hang on don't erase anything yet um, so Perry, I'm imagining, can we put just like a one-liner in somewhere that like, so like your typical Star Wars movie is two and a half hours long, right? Would you say? So I'm envisioning like a 45 minute montage of a Harkarius Talon just in hiding and falling in love with Kalinda or caring for Kalinda and all those things. And on the other side of that, while that's happening, we just see this rageful former Padawan just tearing through planet to planet, slaughtering Jedi with a lot of quick but fun fight scenes. I love it. I mean, quick but fun fight scenes is exactly the stereotypical Star Wars cliches we need that we don't have right now. Yes, we do. We need those. But lots of terror, especially lots of terror. In the galaxy. A lot of terror. More the more terror the better. I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that line right here under our rising action crossroads. Or actually, I'm gonna put it before the rising action. Forty five minutes is a long time for a little um side love story, but hey, if it's executed well and not well, like it, that it's that, um... It's at the same time. It's at the same time as okay. quick fights and death and conquering. So really, twenty-two minutes of each. Okay. 
there's got to be a um like a music montage of uh oh yeah of Krondak getting I getting big wind. and mean. We have to have that, and I believe we should also have a love montage with the song "The Wind Beneath My Wings." Ha! <laughs> All right, Perry, are we ready for phase three? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, we're we're like we're like halfway through the movie probably at this point right like a little maybe a little more than yeah probably about halfway kind of coming into the part where like yeah the rising action of the climax leading into the big stuff so i'm thinking so we what we have just said is that um so thaddeus is there thaddeus is on yadu and talon um was gonna leave but he's like no i can't leave the love of my life and so he's back so should we have a confrontation i think we should have a confrontation i think there's always like an early confrontation right before uh like like then they kind of have something happen and then they come back for a later confrontation yeah what would be stereotypical well I mean, he's been out of the game for a couple years, so he's gonna stereotypically he would win. Like, we've had our we've had our intro, we've had our uh, reason for um, the antagonist become the antagonist. We've had our kind of little side thing going on where uh, Thaddeus uh, Krondak is becoming the bad dude that he is and uh we also have a side love story where talon and Wingfeather fall in love as also Wingfeather is battling with her incurable illness that kind of serves as a motivation for talon and then um like west was saying that he has a basically because krondak becomes an inquisitor finds out uh that he's on iadu um, and then Talon is in a local town gathering remedies. He feels a disturbance of the force as soon as the Imperial ships. Did you, did you already read this to the podcast? I don't think you did. I read it to you. Yeah, you read it to me. I guess you did. Uh, but anyway, yes, former Padawan. So at this point, so yeah, he's um he's leaving, but he doesn't want to abandon her. Right. So he, so I'm putting, as Krondak enters town, he demands to know the location of his former master, referring to his master with derogatory terms. You know, take that, bird man, you stupid pigeon, or something like that. Hmm. Talon emerges from the crowd and makes a noble statement. Like, leave these kind people be. It's me that you want. <laughs> okay, so oh. we're really returning. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's great. We're really turning um, that on its head. That, uh. Krondak responds with. Are you ready for this, Perry? Yeah. Roll credits. 
<laughs> you guys couldn't see, but Wes just typed out uh, a quote that contains the title of the movie, Galaxy and Terror. Yes. So, Perry, uh, what I've got right now To is, which I said, roll credits. I've got, as Krondak enters town, he demands to know the location of his former master, referring to his master with derogatory terms. Talon emerges from the crowd and makes a noble statement along the lines of, leave these kind people be, it's me that you want. Krondak responds with, I've left the galaxy in terror searching for you. Another village is nothing. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> okay. Why do I not right. work for Disney? Chills, Wes. Chills. Oh, Why do I so not work for chills. Disney? Great. Okay, so there's going to be a fight, correct? Yeah. Here, we'll put um, insert short lightsaber duel. Uh-huh. Where Krondak just absolutely dismantles him. Where Krondak <clears throat> has a steep upper hand. Mm-hmm. How? Okay, so we need um, Talon to get away. Talon needs to get away. Yeah. Somehow or, or he could be captured, but that also happens all the time. Like they were captured in the imperial destroyers and whatnot so i feel like i feel like captured wouldn't be super accurate just because krondak's got a lot of rage and i feel like yeah. he would just go for the kill unless he wants to torture him well do you remember what happened in um in uh obi-wan where like darth vader like basically just uses the force to like s- slap him around and almost kill him and then all of a sudden like the fire comes up and then he like stops using the force and that happens again later on with like a a ship and he just like it's just kind of weird when the force is used but anyway so we could easily throw in something like that where he's destroying him and then something happens where he gets away but it would just you know it could be one of those things where the force is weird like that um yeah anyway so um I mean, maybe all the villagers help, and the villagers, some of them die, possibly. So the villagers could definitely overpower the soldiers, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe um, Talon is just, like, a super well-respected and kind citizen. Yeah, but, like, what if the soldiers, like, do they all have weapons? Like, what do the villagers have? How many are there? Thousands? I don't know. What is a village? Maybe they're all, like, chucking rocks and stuff from the buildings and hitting soldiers on the head, like, and they... So they're Ewoks. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe. Or throwing, like, homemade explosives or something. And that causes them to be like, like, it's not worth it. Like, I know where you live. I'm coming back for you. Like, you're not safe here now. And so I'm not... I've found you. I've, you know, hurt you. I'm not, like, I'm not worried if I have to find you again kind of thing. So. Does that sound legitimate or no? I don't know. I'm just... What if... Hmm. We could we could make... We could make Krondak have, like, an emotional breakdown as he's about to kill him. You know, like, have him at... Like, have him down and about to deal the final blow, but he can't do it. Hmm. So, like, Ben Solo. 
Did Ben Solo do that? Kylo Ren. I have to, there's something I must do, but I don't have the strength to do it. Can you help me? You know? I'm trying to think. He's got to get away somehow. Or we could just say he miraculously gets away. Would it be on brand for the villagers to help? Um, I think what's more on brand would be if like he stands up for the villagers right there, like you said. And then Krondak is just dumping on another puny, worthless village, you know. And then uh, Talon fights. And the villagers, you know, they see that as him trying to defend the village, right? Um, And so then they, I think they would help, yeah. I think they'd, I think they'd help as far as like chucking stuff or whatever they can do. Okay. So like is it. he kind of like blocked from killing him, and so then even it's I can see him being kind of rattled. Um, so I think can I change your quote just slightly? Sure, sure. Um, but then I feel like on his way out, uh, Talon would say something like, "Like it is you who bring who brings shame for using the force." for such things or whatever who is gifted with the force and uses it for evil nearing the last plot twist here and honestly this last plot twist might have to do with this confrontation so we should we should probably spin it or roll it all right perry so i changed your quote tell me if you hate it Okay, you are you were weak when you abandoned me, and you are even more of a disgrace now. You can't match my power, and aren't worthy of the force powers you bear. Uh, I yeah, just think fun. he's. I think he's. I think he's really hurt by being abandoned. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Got to okay. emphasize. So, but he is still retreating. Um, yep, yep. But let's let's find the plot twist too here because that could have to do with this. This confrontation. Right. So we're gonna. It's one to eight, right? Uh huh. All right, Perry. Read our read our options. The options are antagonist is protagonist's father, which would be awkward, uh, considering antagonist is a teenager. We might have to change that one if it's that's the one picked. Protagonist is a Palpatine. Uh, frozen in carbonite, so he could leave him frozen in carbonite. Mentor is the actual big baddie. Um, that would be crazy. Force ghost, <laughs> force ghost of a famous Jedi comes back in, comes in and kicks butt. Could it be Vergeer? Love is stronger than the Force. Aww, that would be that very would. handy. Yep. Home planet destroyed. Another Death Star now operational. <laughs> Another one. We haven't even had the first one. This one could be a prototype. Yeah, prototype operational. Yeah. Protagonist learns the dark side Force techniques. That would be insane as well. If uh, if Talon then goes and learns dark side force techniques to take on Thaddeus Krondak. Okay, spin it. Perry, are you are you partial to any of these? Yeah, I want eight now. You want eight? Uh-huh. I want the force techniques, dark side force techniques. Perry, I got number seven. Hung planet destroyed. Another <laughs> Death Star now operational. Oh, my goodness. So... However... 
This does fit into our title of a galaxy in terror. And but what home planet is destroyed? What home planet, Wes? Could it be Alderaan? And could it be? Oh, oh. Well, I don't know. Well, that's all. All we wrote it was home planet destroyed. Another Death Star and operational. Yeah, whose home planet? Yeah, we didn't say who. So it could be Krondak's home planet. What planet did the, the and then Fosha's and that's from, when Talon, the Fosh should come from an unknown planet. It's an unknown we, planet. Yeah, so it's either Yadu gets destroyed, or or Coruscant, or Coruscant or Alderaan, which it's not canon for Coruscant to be destroyed until the First Order. So yeah, Coruscant is not an option. Um. Okay. Hey, hear yeah. me out. Hear me out. Are you ready? Yes. So our primary location is Coruscant. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. they have to get back there here. So. Like now. Right. So we could have Yadu destroyed. Yeah. Sad. And, but we have Kron. So I think maybe what should we should do is... um. So Krondak is gone. Obviously, Talon can't stay there. Right. You know. Right. Maybe he. Uh, so maybe he follows pack- them. So maybe he. Oh, oh, okay, Perry. I've got something. I'm hitting on something. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I've also only got about twenty percent battery in my computer. That, uh, Talon, scurries home, is talking to his lady, and she says. You know, like, uh, something along along the lines of, there's not much time, or I don't have much time. You can say goodbye to me, but you never said goodbye to him. Like, go after him, or go yeah, redeem go, yourself. Go after him, yes. I think she should tell him to go after Krondak, and then as he's leaving the planet, planet destroyed. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So he, she should be like... Like they're about to, they're gonna do like such horrible things, and he's not, like, she can even sense like she's like these these fosh people they like or these fosh bird like things, they've got like they're sentient right, so she can like what does that sense. Mean? That's a good question. Um, able to perceive or feel things. So she can perceive that he is not overtaken by the dark side completely. Huh? Huh? Sounds very familiar, Wes. We're writing a similar movie. Read that again. Sentient means able to perceive or feel things. So they're just force sensitive? (laughs) Yeah, probably. But she can sense that he's not all, all gone. Yes, this is, I mean, this is really good and cliche. We're doing it well. We're doing a little mini, like, normal Star Wars story inside of a Star Wars story that already exists. Yeah, this is really good. This is way better than the sequels. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. Is this better than The Phantom Menace? But Star Wars fans might still like it because it's exactly what they ask for in every movie, pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if this was written out completely, there might be more, like, side characters. And um, we don't even know where Jenna 3PO is yet. 
She's just around. I don't know. Do we? Even, yeah. Does she even need a role? Not really. Or does she just? Need she to could. Exist? She could be. Uh. She could be. Um. Uh. Wing feathers. Droid. Oh, like wing feathers attendant. That works. Yeah. Who then goes with Talon to help him out? All right, Perry. Here we go. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm writing. So I have. Talon hurries home to Kalinda to pack up and escape the planet. In her weakness, she musters the strength to speak. Harkarius, my time is scarcely limited, and Thaddeus still has good and life in him. You were weak then, but the man I love is strong. Go to him. Talon can't stop crying and saying that he can't leave her too. Uh, like he... Sorry. Uh, like Wes, he, are, are you sure we're not doing another Hallmark movie right now? Like he... <laughs> like he left Thaddeus. <laughs> Why can't I not freaking type? Uh, you know, one thing Star Harkarius, Wars doesn't you have, have never left is me. a good love story. Harkarius, you have never left me, and I am sending you. May the force be with you. Man, why is this so good? Okay, Harka- as Harkarius... <laughs> as Harkarius... Uh, leaves the planet. Prototype... Death Star <laughs> appears, and Krondak orders the planet to be destroyed because he can't live. He can't handle his failure in slaying his master. <laughs> Wow. wow wow i mean can you imagine how i mean this is kind of like when on uh i mean all of these are so all these like things have been done in different movies but like in different ways and so this reminds me of uh is it is it solo now which one is it no, I think it's um it's uh it's Rise of Skywalker actually where they go to that planet and the the chick they like meet the chick girl, I forget. And then they leave the planet and it blows up like instantly and you're like, "What?" Oh. It, you also meet uh, Babu Frick? Yeah. And so you think they're all dead and this is like the third time in that movie where you think people are have died and then you find out that they escaped uh later on. But this was but like at this exact moment uh, you're like you're thinking oh like oh wait she just got blown up right there oh that sucks I mean I I think she's dead Perry yeah no no in this one she's dead in this one it's real we don't do that whole like oh they're actually alive thing yeah we don't do that um okay I think that's great it's raw it's emotional people yeah. will be crying in the theaters Wes after over- that 40 45 minute ish thing that we gave them they'll be crying over some freaking birds dude seriously some bird love birds aren't even real. <laughs> <laughs> but love is love, Wes. Uh, okay. 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 So he escapes and he and like goes into the Death Star with yeah. the exact same weak spot. No, that's no. We no, I think he, I think he, he, he meditated. He meditated and listened to the force and the force took him to Coruscant. Okay. Back to Coruscant where he needs to be. And and the final battle is going to look like one of these things. 
lightsabers everywhere in space or on a spaceship which hopefully it's not that because we need to be on coruscant because we haven't been on coruscant all that much i mean we could be flying above coruscant if we have to i suppose um protagonist joins the dark side i hope not man yeah this feels way too noble for that everyone dies but for the cause that already kind of happened antagonist helps defeat the true big baddie okay we'll see what this lands on but we've already wrote so much that a couple of these may not work like they're written all right let's see what it is Eighteen percent power. We'll make it, I think. <laughs> All right, Perry. I got number two in space or on a spaceship. Or on a spaceship. Okay. Um. Yes. So let's do on a spaceship, but the spaceship is on the ground in Coruscant. Hmm. Mm, I like it. I like it, mm. Perry. See, cheat the system. He he lands his giant spaceship in Coruscant. And it's not like it's not like Death Star or Destroyer no, big, but it's big. Yeah, he's just like an he's just an inquisitor. Yeah, he's not yeah, that special. He's got a big spaceship and they have a big fight on the spaceship. Boom. In Coruscant. Primary location. <laughs> All right, what's it gonna look like? What are we what are we gonna write it as? Just like, uh... so I think you write Harcarius follows, um, Harcarius follows Krondak's ship back to Coruscant. Okay, but this also leaves us freedom to decide how their story ends. Okay, take it from there, Wes. So Arcarius follows Kronak back to Coruscant. He sneaks in his ship and is stationed to be refueled. And, okay. Um. Really, it's just like, how's it going to, how, is is he going to die? Is he going to be killed? Or is he going to be, like, redeemed? Like, we have basically three options. We have, like... Or I guess four. Everyone dies is an option, I suppose. But we have Talon brings Krondak back, and they both fight for good. But we have Krondak won't turn back. Talon kills him. Has to. Forced to. Uh, we have they fight. Krondak wounds Talon fatally, but then realizes how bad the Sith really is and vows to fight for good, but or but Talon passes away from the injury. Uh, or we have everyone dies. Yep. What do you like? Um, I love a good redemption story, Perry. I am a Christian. Okay. Fair. So I love a good redemption arc. But whose redemption? Is it Krondak's redemption for going to the dark side, or is it Harkarius's redemption for going back to rescue his Padawan? Yeah. 
I mean, no doubt Harcarius is going to try to tell him, I'm not leaving you behind anymore. Right? But how does Krondek react? That's what we need to know. So, Perry, I'm going to go with, and I don't know, um, I do not know the official military proceedings of the Empire and what would be kosher or not. But I'm going to go with that the troops are not on the ship because it is docked. They are off doing something else. Getting food. But... Going to but, chase girls. But because he's reeling because he's reeling in his almost defeat. Um, um because he's reeling in his almost defeat, Krondak is on the ship by himself. Or uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. Or or something we could do is uh, well, there's got to be a big fight scene, right? We could in. Well, we could. What we could do, Perry, is we could insert Darth Sidious mm-hmm. if we want. Because Krondak could be reporting back to Sidious that he killed Harcarius Talon. And Harcarius can show up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sidious could have gone onto the ship or something. Or. Or he could be, he could be on a on a call on like one of those like video call things that they do, uh, with Sidious, saying that he killed him as he walks into the room and he has a chance to say, not on not today or something like that. You know, some some quippy line, and then that's when Palpatine Sidious comes right there and inserts himself into the fight wait how could he have seen the body if he blew up the whole planet so Perry this is a line from episode 3 are you familiar with that uh so whenever Sidious is fighting Yoda in episode 3 Yoda fa- falls through like a little shaft thing and hides, and the guards, the soldiers are like, "We can't find his body anywhere, sir." And so he says, "Then he's not dead." <laughs> That's funny, but I don't think it works when you're talking about blowing up a planet. I don't know. <laughs> okay, if you want to, about... I mean, the line itself doesn't probably matter as much as the. Uncertainty in you. What's something intimidating he could say to him? Like, you—I don't know. Just questioning the certainty that he is that that Talon couldn't have gotten off, or he could know that Krondak could probably sense whether or not Talon died. Right? Okay, Perry. How about this? Um, Krondak is on the ship alone as the soldiers have left the ship since it's docked. Krondak has a hologram call with Darth Sidious to report that he has killed his former master. Sidious responds, I sense great uncertainty in you. Krondak responds, I have hated him for so long. I thought this would be my redemption, but I can still sense him. 
Maybe, but then would that would that make his entrance into the room a little less dun dun dun? Because they, at this point they establish he's alive. You want you want even though the audience knows he's alive, I feel like you want him to be able to triumphantly enter the room and surprise the baddies that just makes the audience feel good you know what i mean maybe oh what about this okay i think he just maybe feels a little bad that he might have killed him okay um how about this How about instead of, I've hated him for so long, I thought this would be my redemption, but I still feel pain. That's super basic, but... Yeah. Um, Fine with it. And then... And then what if we have uh, just an arbitrary, Sidious questions Krondak's loyalty... Something along... Not... Oh man, I don't know how to say it. I want to say something like you like Sidious says to him you still revere your master or you still submit to your former master or something like that. Yeah, I mean even just like this is a victory for the dark side there should be no part of you left in Oh, I'm not even saying this into the microphone. He should say something like this is a victory for the dark side there should be no part of you that is stuck in the past or something like that. Or I hope yeah, I, I hope I hope we'd I'd hoped we'd left no part of you in the past. Oh, I like that better. Okay, so what you said, Perry, was um, I can this it. is a victory for the dark side. I had hoped we had left all of you, all of all of you in the past. Is that no, I'd left. You said? Had left no part of you in the past. Or something. That's what I thought. Had left. I had hoped we had left. You said no part of you? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Well, the past... His past would have been good. So no part of of him is in the past. Yeah. And if you say, I had hoped we had left no part of you in the past, that means nothing is in the past and it's all with you. Uh, Yeah. How about, I had hoped we had left, how about this, I had hoped we had left Thaddeus Krondak in the past. Past, and then I can put insert Inquisitor name here. Yeah, that's fine, yeah, yeah. Okay, um... They have another lightsaber duel. But it's got to be intense. Like, Somehow. Like at least at least just 10 minutes of mm-hmm. lightsabers flying around. Why is like Talon better this time? The, the force has really given well, Perry, I Talon think... 
strength and he is and he is playing off of the emotion term uh what conflict what if of this feels like to me Perry um I'm catching some Avatar The Last Airbender vibes and Azula having a mental breakdown and not being... Uh-huh. Remember when Zuko says, she's yeah. off. I think I think Thaddeus can be off. Sure. Also, I have uh, 10% left, so... There, I just wrote his off. Um, Talon pleads with him to see the evil of... Okay. Can we have like a... Like a, like a complete emotional just explosion from Thaddeus just screaming at him for leaving him behind. Yeah. Right. At- like I want a model. I want a monologue. Yeah. So just to clarify what I just wrote like, or what we just wrote here. Um, Cause I don't think we've really voiced it very well. Um, so yeah, he's on the ship alone. Krondak is talking to Sidious. Um, and then Talon eventually walks in and does his little uh, quippy line here. Says, you'll have to wait to mourn me on another day. Um, something like that. I don't know. It could be anything. But uh, they have a lightsaber duel. Uh, the Force has given Talon strength and he's playing off the emotional conflict of his former Padawan, capitalizing on his mistakes. And so I said as well, Talon pleads with him to see the evil of the Sith and of Darth Sidious. This isn't the young boy I took with me from Alderaan to train in the ways of the Jedi. I was foolish to leave you behind once, and I will not do it again. Um, And so this, as Wes says here, is about to bring on a a surge of emotion. Yeah, Perry, have you ever seen the movie Fences? Nope. Hmm. So the movie Fences... I don't know. It's just like my most memorable monologue ever. And it's, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting her name. It's, um, oh, Perry, come on, help me out. She's how to get away with murder and she's in the help. She says you was smart, you was kind, you was important. No idea. Yes, you do. How to get away with the murder, the help? Nope, no idea. Yes, you do. Did you say any other movies? Viola Davis. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. So, Perry, in the movie Fences, Viola Davis has this monologue where she's literally just, like, looking at the camera. Like, obviously, like, it's not, like, just looking at the camera. She's yelling at her husband. But, like... And it's super long and it's super emotional and she's like just bawling and tears are going everywhere. That's what I imagine is happening here. Well, can we, since we're an really hour and 58 minutes into this recording and I have 9% uh, 
eight percent battery. I'm gonna huh? put. I'm putting in parentheses. I'm putting in parentheses. Emotion. Why is this bold? I know. Emotional monologue. Yeah, about that's... being abandoned. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I admire. Okay, and then. So something has to happen. Like one final thing has to happen for them to either, for a, a like final resolve of did we save him? Did we not? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So let's not say that Palpatine comes onto the ship because we know that Palpatine doesn't die there. But Palpatine, we can send that. Darth Vader could. We can say that Sidious sent, like, like some of his personal bodyguards, like a legion of his personal bodyguards, onto the ship because he sensed something was going on, and they were there. So then, they fight them together, and then it's a massive fight together, and it's sick because they're like bouncing off each other and. Yeah, just really working well together. Uh, and then they escape in the ship. And, uh, you know, there's new a new hope for the Jedi because they're fighting good again. Yeah? Because I think of it like uh, Grievous has his own bodyguards. So, I mean, it's canon that they had, like, Sith-like warriors there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, as you finish typing this, uh, because I am at 7% battery life, I'm going to start the full table read. As in... The start to finish story outline. It's more of a plot outline. It's not a, not we've been calling it a script. It's not really a script. It's a plot outline. A script would be 130 pages. Um, but what we've got here is a loose plot outline. Um, and here we go. Uh, it's a dark time in the galaxy. Emperor Palpatine and the Sith have taken over and executed nearly every last Jedi during. Order 66, Jedi Master Harkarius Talon and Padawan Thaddeus Krondak are on Coruscant when Palpatine takes over. He manages to escape, uh, Talon manages to escape the Order, but has to leave Thaddeus behind. Thaddeus, the son of a very noble family from uh, Alderaan, manages to fight off a huge number of clones in a really cool battle scene, but Palpatine manipulates him to turn his rage against Master Talon and the Jedi for leaving him behind. He joins the Sith and their fight. Talon flees to Iadu and hides from the Republic. In time, he meets fellow Fosh species, Colinda Wingfeather, and the two of them really hit it off. However, she's battling an incurable illness, and she will only have a few months to live. Uh, and few months, in this case, could mean a couple years, um, because that is how long it looks like we're going to have them there. The next 45 minutes ish of the movie consists of watching Talon and Wingfeather falling deeper in love as Talon cares for her um, hand over wing, Wes said. Uh, that's meanwhile, a good one. That's a good one. that is good. 
We regularly cut to Thaddeus as he conquers planet by planet and slaughters Jedi after Jedi with one goal, seek the ultimate revenge of his master. Um, during two years in hiding on Yadu, Krondak has been on the conquest to find his old master, the abandoned him at Coruscant. He is now an Inquisitor. He has eliminated many Jedi, as we talked about, and is zeroing in on Talon. Word gets out that he knows Talon is hiding on Yadu. As Talon is in a local town... Gathering remedies for his love, he feels a disturbance in the forest and the sound of Imperial ships overhead. He recognizes this disturbance. So I need to clarify. Word gets out. He he hears that um, Krondak has located Talon, but he doesn't want to leave her because he still feels regret for leaving Krondak behind. So anyway, he stays with Wingfeather. Um, uh, but he knows if he goes back to their home, escape will be impossible. To provide safety for them both, he leaves town and attempts to devise a plan to escape. He is then hit with enormous regret and feels the pain, yes, uh, of abandoning the closest thing in his life. As Krondak enters the town that day, he demands to know the location of his former master. Referring to his master with derogatory terms, Talon emerges from the crowd and makes a noble statement like, leave these kind people alone, it's me that you want. Krondak responds with, I've left the galaxy in terror searching for you. Another worthless village is nothing. Insert short lightsaber duel where Krondak has a steep upper hand. Krondak does injure Talon. We're going to call it a minor injury because, uh, you know, shortly after he's going to be back in the fight. Before Krondak can deliver a final blow, however, he stops. Something blocks him from being able to kill his master, and it gives the villagers time to overpower stormtroopers by throwing large stones from buildings and using homemade explosive devices. The people in Yadu, uh, they're apparently very resilient. Uh, so anyway, the stormtroopers and Krondak retreats his ship, and Krondak says something like, You were weak when you abandoned me, and you are even more of a disgrace now. You can't match my power and aren't worthy of the force powers you bear. So, because of what we got as our plot twist here, Talon hurries home to Colinda to pack up and escape the planet. In her weakness, she musters this, and not just him, but he was trying to hope, like trying to get her to escape as well. Um, in her weakness, she musters the strength to speak. Harcarius, my love, my time is scarcely limited, and Thaddeus still has good l- and life in him. You were weak then. But the man I love is strong. Go to him. Talon can't stop crying and saying he can't leave her too, like he left Thaddeus. Harcarius, you never left me, and I am sending you, so may the force be with you. As Harcarius leaves the planet, a prototype Death Star in the distance appears, and Krondak orders the planet to be destroyed because he simply can't handle this failure of being, uh, yeah, failing to slay his master. Okay, and because we got in space or on a spaceship for our final battle resolution, Harcarius follows Krondak back to Coruscant. He sneaks in his ship as a station to be refueled. Krondak is on the ship alone as the soldiers have left the ship docked to be refueled. Krondak has a hologram call with Darth Sidious to report that he has killed his former master. Sidious responds, I sense great uncertainties in you. I sense great uncertainties. That's not really a Sidious voice, is it? I have uh, I have hated him for so long. I thought this would be my redemption, but I still feel pain. Sidious questions Krondak's loyalty. This is a victory for the dark side. I had hoped 
How do you do a Sidious voice? I had hopped. Wait, nope, that's not it. <laughs> no, Barry, you have to like, you have to have mesothelioma. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd hoped you gotta we smoke left... a couple packs of it. Yeah, you really do. I I'd hoped we had left Thaddeus Krondak in the past, and all that's left was insert Inquisitor name here. Um. Talon then walks into the room, draws a lightsaber, and says something quippy like, you'll have to wait to mourn me on another day. Uh, They have another lightsaber duel. The Force has really given Talon strength, and he's also playing off the emotional conflict of his former Padawan, capitalizing on his mistakes. He is off, and and, uh, Talon can sense it. Talon pleads with him to see the evil of the Sith and of Darth Sidious. This isn't the young boy I took with me from Alderaan to train in the ways of the Jedi. I was foolish to leave you behind, and I will not do it again. And then, Wes's emotional monologue for Krondak about being abandoned, um, just gut-wrenching pain, gut-wrenching. just yeah. spewing. People are sobbing in the theater. Yes, oh yeah, so much, so many tears dropping on our popcorn bags. Uh, sensing his uncertainty, Sidious sent a legion of his highest-ranking warriors to the ship. He also was probably on the video call still when uh, when Harkarius Talon walked into the room. Um, anyway, so he sends him to dispose of both of them. Interesting. Or just to see what's going on. Does he does he sense that Krondak is going to turn? He's Sidious. Maybe. He knows everything. Yeah, he probably does. Okay, so he sends them there to dispose of them. The former Master and Padawan must team together to survive, similar to Episode 7, Ray and Kylo fight in Snoke's chamber. So true. Episode episode 8, Perry. Oh, 8, yeah. And that's like my favorite fight scene. An intense battle ensues, but the two Jedi win the battle. However, Krondak has been seriously injured. With the sound of more soldiers approaching the ship from outside, Krondak begs Harkarius to leave him. Harkarius refuses and fires at the ship, and the two escape. The two are now redeemed. Harkarius from abandoning his Padawan and Thaddeus redeemed from his time as an Inquisitor and causing terror across the galaxy. I mean, he's still murdered lots of people. So, you know, <laughs> there's still that and, like, blew up a planet. But that's, you know, that he's still, like, he is now going to help re- but let's be like, honest, Perry, save the we galaxy. We rooting for him the whole time. We were rooting for him the whole time. Yep. They devote the rest of their lives, the rest of their lives, aiding different cells of rebellion and freeing planets from harsh imperial rule. All right, guys. I love ending. That's great. That's really good. What do you think? I think this is better than some Star Wars movies that are out there. I mean, I think it's very, very Star Wars. It felt very Star Wars. I could literally, I could, I could picture it in my head, like different scenes happening. It felt very Star Wars yeah, in and, my mind. And what are the odds there's actually a bird-like human species? Yeah, that could possibly be a Jedi, and has been in the past. Crazy. But I'm also at 3% battery life. So, so it's a good thing we're wrapping this up. Yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. Cause this guys, was, what did you I, think? I'm thoroughly entertained. Yeah, what did you guys think? Is this a movie you'd want to watch? Be a Star Wars movie? Is it better than any of the sequel movies? I'd say I actually think yes. Some of them are pretty good, but uh, it's better than Rise of Skywalker. So <laughs> it's yeah. better than Rogue One. A lot of people like Rogue One. I think Rogue One's. What? Not. I love Rogue One. Yeah, a lot of people like it. I don't. So. <laughs> 
You suck. Baby. Also, Wes, I'm realizing I haven't like had my my screen on this whole episode, so I haven't like looked at you pretty much this whole episode. Yeah, I've I haven't been on, either. I've been looking at the Google Doc. On the Google Doc, yeah. So that's interesting. I wonder how this is gonna play as as someone listening to it, like as a, as audio. Know. It's also two hours ten minutes long, but I'll probably cut it down to hour forty by the time at it's least. done. There was a lot of quiet time in there. Yeah, there was. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Wes, we did it. Congrats on writing Star Wars episode, like, 3.5, A Galaxy in Terror. I love it. I absolutely love it. Great. And um, if anybody wants to buy this script off of us or buy this idea off of us, you can email us at uh, banter.wp at gmail.com. Um, you could also just, if someone also wants to just, you know, contact us on Instagram and uh, to try to, you know, hire us to write a script for them. Um, because we could, cause we, we could can, because we just have great ideas. It'd be at banter underscore pod on the pod. Insta. Um, if you want to hear other episodes, just, you know, to scout us out and, and then hire us on to write your movie. Um, look us up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, anything like that. You could even write us a great review if you think, you know, that would even convince us more like that you're like, you know, really interested in, for our services of writing you a great movie. So, uh, yeah, leave us a review, all those things. And um, that's it. That's it. That's all, Wes. I love it. That's all, folks. That's all. I have 2% battery on my computer. And so until I get to plug it in, until next time, stay hungry, stay humble, and stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.